Welcome to What the Hell. Today we're again at O'Brien's Bar, and today we have the general manager, is it? Um, general manager, bar manager, entertainment director. I'm the captain of the ship over here. Fancy words. Yeah. Fancy titles. Uh, Christina Anderson? Cynthia. Cynthia. Dang. Yep, I, fail. My, my, Fired. uh, <laughs> yep. My, uh, my dyslexia hits me really hard sometimes. I can't even remember names. I have that problem with numbers occasionally. I, I don't have that with numbers. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's I'm sending really... in reports and he's like, what? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's backwards. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And uh, tell us all what you do here and what, what this uh, bar is trying to accomplish nowadays. Um, well, I kind of got stuck down here and was hiding in a bat cave and got told that they needed a bartender and... Like like an actual bat cave? Because I'm big dirt, so if it's an actual bat cave in town, I need to know in no Like, I live in a condo that has no windows, <laughs> so pretty oh, okay. much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I, were, I, I have businesses of my own. I work from home, so I really didn't... wasn't something that I expected my life to be doing, but then again, I also didn't expect to get stuck down here during COVID, so... Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so um, once I started bartending, it kind of ended up being, like... <laughs> I would get called in every day, and I was like, I think you need more than a bartender over here. <laughs> so one thing led to another, and now I pretty much run all of it. Um, this is kind of what I am known for doing back home. I've done a couple of bar rescues, and I have a really strong work ethic because I was raised country and was single mom for most of my life, so I just go in and get the deal done. Like At one point, I came in, and fired everybody and worked over 80 hours a week like I literally ran the bar from open to close seven days a week for for a minute I knew I had it though so so you're one of those people that's like you guys are freaking morons get the fuck out well you can't start over with the same shit no, show no, that you really can't fucking started with like it's a, the, the bad apples is eventually gonna blemish the, the other apples so I I had a little bit of faith in myself. There for a minute, I questioned that faith, but we uh, made it through it. I have an awesome team now. Um, I'm a training and assistant manager. We have another bar that we're going to be opening soon. We actually have a whole other bar behind this wall that we're about to get all the permits and open that up. Host bands out back. We have a lot of really awesome stuff. Yeah, I had um, a I had a chance to go. Uh, I usually do some of my stuff uh, down in Fort Worth. And uh, the lady at the bar that we did an event at uh, was a vet fest. Uh, it was a charity organization for veterans and everything. It's basically just to feed them and let them know all the stuff that they can uh, not accomplish. But uh, like we had vendors that were mortgaged for because uh, uh, vets can get uh, uh, a vet mortgage or mm -hmm. a business uh, loan uh, a little bit easier if they served with an honorable discharge and it was just that and they just go in and they just find all the information they need which helped out like uh tons, tons of people and uh it, it the lady at the bar she's uh it was kind of a a good thing bad thing because she was really nice really kind she was like hey anytime you want to come down here no problem just set up you're good i was like all right and then we started talking about <laughs> Uh, her son, it's like three weeks prior of that, her son committed suicide. So like, oh no, it's not going to be the one of those. I mean, go ahead. Just, it was one of those heart-filled ones. But it's just, you know, uh, 
people giving other artists chance. I mean, podcasts are pretty much new and everything, and you're just a great host to actually let me come in and do this. Uh, but it, the new artistic stuff for like uh, the internet and everything like that, it's just blowing up. Yeah, I mean, I grew up like I played clarinet. I went to state for marching band, and like my family was big in camping. Um, we grew up with whatever we wanted, like four wheelers, horses, whatever. So we would just go out and camp for the weekend, and. I'd take my clarinet out there and there'd be like people with banjos and harmonicas and just whatever and we'd be playing home on the range around the campfire and that's kind of the atmosphere that we've started to build up here as far as our Friday night crew goes. Blue Rock is my house band. Um, It's car sale season so we're not doing practice up here Tuesday and Thursday right now but typically they're up here Tuesday and Thursday during the day jamming out and then whoever comes in vibes right with them gets to play with them on friday night so we have had like man like eight to twelve different musicians on a friday night up here just jamming out together that i've never played before with each other and um it's really it's music that you can hear and feel like a lot of people hear music with this like getting people together that don't normally jam together like they just vibe off of each other different like our band sounds uh, you know it's just an insane element to add is that you know that vibe that connection that through the music like these people have nothing in common other than music they're just getting up there and playing their hearts out yeah uh i had the lead singer of uh spinal chain and the other uh band that he helped start was uh union underground he uh had him on the show and he said the same thing he's like man just it was just phenomenal that when you got like a group of bands together we we don't see each other other than going out and hanging out with the band and everything and practicing and it just ended up to where they ended up having uh, a really good feel i mean union underground i think dropped off like in 96 94 i believe in between that and became a really good wholesome uh, uh band i mean it's really hard hard rock but it, it's just the commonality and nowadays it's so much easier to even form a band and and get everybody together and everything because of the social media you don't even need even even come like uh high up on the charts and everything i have one friend that's uh his band's lincoln box seats there's an inside joke on that one lincoln box seats yeah uh but he he became uh he had like a number one hit on uh apple and it took like uh, Rolling Stones. They called them up and everything. They're like, "Who are you guys? How right. how is this happening?" I was like, uh, "Nowadays, it, it, we don't need like a big record deal or anything like that. Right. It's super popular." For sure. I mean, you can just throw one really insane video out, and it's all of a sudden viral, and you're never gonna live it down for the rest of your life. Yeah. Type stuff on on the internet anymore. Um, yeah, I worked with a lot of bands back home. We did, like, benefits for, like, house, you know, house fires or, like, single moms type stuff. We would just get all the bands together and all of our vendors together and host the benefit, and the proceeds just went to helping people in the community. And I'm going to be starting to do some stuff like that up here in the summertime when I have more room. Um, we, we have been getting pretty busy up here. We have free pool on Mondays and Wednesdays. I'm looking forward to starting pool tournaments once we get like enough players that are consistent. And so that'll be fun, cash prizes. Uh, we are looking at doing a big event June 11th 
um, where we'll have multiple live entertainment at the same venue, all-day events. Um, we'll have vendors, fire performers. Um, working on a gig in uh, Friday the 13th in May, I'm going to flop my house band to Saturday and host a big like Halloween-type Friday the 13th vibe up here is going to be really cool because the guy is a very connected individual and his resume is amazing and he breathes fire and plays with fire and he does a lot of gore and horror makeup and it's Friday the 13th so we might as well just enjoy it but we have um, all different genres are coming up here we have acoustic we have bands um, I'm open for booking whatever I mean I have booked people almost all the way until July now and trying to do some fill-ins and double up on some nights and it's been crazy trying to maintain all of that um, with the bands and then everything that I have to do at the bar and then on top of that my own businesses and I homeschool but I keep finding balance for like a little while anyway it's nice. <laughs> well that that I've like doing this I mean last time uh, I tried to get with you I mean my work got in the way it was just it was just constant I was like uh, I'm in Henrietta right now I can't really come out and I was like and I was just running real. like a chicken with my head cut off I have not like I have I've not really had the Monday vibe for a while but I'm starting to get to where like Mondays are my slam days like I'm I'm in here booking bands, creating events, doing promo, bartending, cooking, <laughs> bouncing and on occasion. Um, Dude, I, t I totally want to see that one. Well, there's one good, good thing about I'll I'll not good money. being ugly is like when guys get all angry and then I get in their face and I'm like, you need to knock it off. They're like, hey, what's your number? And they quit fighting. I really have not had an actual fight up here since I've been up here, but I have definitely had to kick people out. And I'm changing the atmosphere. Like, people come in here that used to be problems, and they're like, dang, the energy's different in here. And I'm like, yeah, keep it that way, because you'll be next. <laughs> like, I've had to make some really hard decisions and get rid of some really good customers that just didn't fit the vibe going forward. Like, um, Scott Street has kind of its own rap, and O'Brien's no, O'Brien's has no. kind of a little bit of... But I'm, I'm a pretty good captain. The ship's been smooth and pretty... Yeah, I was talking. Pretty smooth. I was I was talking to uh, Chad Prather. Uh, he's a comedian. Uh, he's going up for governor of, uh, of Texas, and we were talking about because he used to live here for a while before he moved. He moved from Georgia to Texas, and Wichita Falls was his first spot. And uh, we were talking. He's like, Wichita Falls is kind of crazy. It's like, yeah, it's Florida man in a small spot. That's about it. It really does remind me of Florida. Like, I lived, I emancipated when I was 16. I moved to Florida, and I lived uh, four years in East Orlando, four years in right north of West Palm, and then four years right north of Daytona. And I quit watching the news down there because they're like, oh, body found in suitcase, chopped up. I'm like, how did the alligators not get it? But that was every day. Like, serial rapists, like, sneaking in your bedroom window and doing stuff while, like, you're at home in the comfort of your own bed. Like, that was a thing. Oh, After that shit. thing, I was like, okay, no more TV. Like, I know this world is fucked up. Beep. <laughs> oh, oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, that's one of my favorite words. I use it too often. Anyway, 
Yeah, I was just like, I, I just can live without knowing that that might happen. Like, I'm already, like, I've been in survival mode my whole life. And if something like that happens, it's probably not going to go over very well for the person trying to be the perp. Cause, but after seeing stuff like that on the news, it's just like, you know, our world is screwed. And yeah, I, I feel like the news feeds into it. Like, they give people ideas. Oh, this guy got away with it. We can't find him. Yay. Well, it's like I was, because uh, I started my daughter on uh, firearms training when she was like uh, uh, 11. And she's like, Dad, what do you, I know you want me to be uh, strong and everything. I was like, no, sweetie. Uh, the best rape whistle is, a nine, uh, is the sound of a 9 millimeter. That's, that's where we're going with. And she's like, okay. And she, she does pretty well. And, it, and she loves the focus of it, lo- loves the, you know, uh, Cromer. I can't stop talk sometimes. See, I even messed up talk. Uh, but she, she loves the, the, the people that have come around because my brother-in-law, my dad, and uh, a couple of my friends will go out. And she just enjoys it, uh, other than the fact that some, some are over-helpful uh, to where I try to tell them, it's like, don't mansplain my daughter. She will rip you to shreds. And... I've taught her well because of that. She's like, Dad, this is so fun and everything like that. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But You said I, she's doing farming stuff? No, firearms. Firearms. My, my, she's going to be 24 years this year. That's crazy. Uh, she got like a little AK pellet gun when she was like third grade. That's, that's, yeah. but, uh. I was actually trained because of the chaos in Florida. I uh, came out of my apartment one day, and there was just, like, a whole bunch of people I didn't even know, and they were, like, wanting to fight me. And I so, long story short, I got jumped by 30 people, and two of them were, like, they had golf clubs. It was pretty extreme. I didn't go back in the house because I'm like, at least you don't know which apartment I came out of. Do what you're going to do type thing. And... After that, the sheriff's department taught me multiple attack combat. Like, yeah, I got thrown in the crab grass. That's the worst grass to land in. With some seven foot, four hundred pound dude, just like, I'm all trying to really fight, and he's just like, knocked over. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is not fair, and that grass hurts. So you learn how to fight, so you don't fall. Yeah. Uh, but uh, back to the, uh, why not axe throwing? Do I axe throwing? Um, I honestly, I want to go do that. I haven't. I think the thing that stops me from doing that is my spine's twisted. Like, I did rodeo and wrestling and... No, those things will perfectly fine with your body. I mean, I don't know where you're coming from. Yeah. I've been in a lot of car accidents that I wasn't driving. That's why I never ride with anyone anymore. I'm like, you're, yeah, no, you're not driving. (laughs) We can take your car, but you are not driving. Um... Yeah, my, my spine's pretty messed up. I mean, I had two weeks up here where, like, I had something pulled all the way from my neck down to my knee, and I went to the massage therapist for an hour twice a week, and it took, like, a couple of weeks for it to even start to relieve. And it's still not completely. You can't go to a chiropractor or anything? Because I know, I know certain Let me tell you about the $100,000 worth of chiropractor bills that I've paid, and they still have not fixed my back. And so I kind of said... Like, I even did the cortisone stuff, like, because my top four vertebrae were severed together from a rodeo incident, Um, and then my spine's twisted, I have hip dysplasia. They don't, I don't know, I don't have faith in doctors. (laughs) Doctors make patients, not cures, like. 
Well, that, that was kind of what happened with uh, my mom. She had a deteriorating disc on the bottom part, and they just, uh, this is like early 2000s where we don't have the uh, medical benefits about from back then. I mean, fixing her back would have been like a, uh, like a 80% chance that she might not be able to walk anymore. Now it's like, you know, 20. Right. But they just put her on uh, pain pills. So. And, oh God. Yes. I believe it. I think that, like, like our government would be in debt. I mean, more than it already is. Cause if they focused on health and not patients, because, I mean, we could we could get together and mix some salt and sugar and ashes together, and as long as it doesn't more detrimental to somebody's health than it is positive, we can get it passed. We can go into business and have somebody pushing yeah. stuff that's not even no medical benefit whatsoever, but it didn't hurt people, so it's all right. Yeah. Well, it's also depending on if it's a if it's considered a, a food base. It doesn't even have to be considered for the uh, a agency. supplement. If it's a yeah. supplement, you don't even yeah, have yeah. to go through that process. Let's just throw it together and sell I, it. Put I, a I, label on it. I went I went down the rabbit hole because I was listening to Joe Rogan. He's talking about these alpha brain uh, pills and everything. How does that help? Helps out. I finally got it. I was like, okay, I'll join the cult. Let's do this. Uh, and I got it and everything. I was like, oh, I. I can make this myself. <laughs> right. I was just looking at all the chemicals and everything. I was like, I can do, because it, all it was was uh, I had cat claws, some kind of uh, it's some kind of root and everything like that. And then uh, we also and it was more or less uh, a B12, a vitamin. That's all it was. <laughs> What's up, Doc? <laughs> <laughs> We got we got cowboys in here turning their hats sideways and making faces at us right now. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, behind the camera. You're you're not seeing anything, but uh, you're. Have you're, you ever seen a besides that right there? Have you ever seen a cowboy with his hat sideways? <laughs> it's like I'm from the. Country reminds me too. of that guy that pulls his. Who's that? Uh, Yosemite Sam. Sam or yeah, Yosemite <laughs> Sam. I'm 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 from the country too. You can't. You, this town is not that that small to where. Or that big to where you don't, you know, miss cowboys and cowboy stuff and everything. I think I only did, like, one rodeo thing because I was in uh, Abilene. I was in the, uh, I was doing uh, my still at uh, Dias Air Force Base. And uh, a couple of guys uh, that I hung out with off the base that weren't uh, affiliated uh, with military, they are like, hey, uh, do you know anybody that will work on a ranch for, like, two weeks? I was like, I can get two weeks off. So I worked on a ranch for like two weeks. Yeah, you're that's a different type of breed right there. I went because I have an autistic daughter and um, we went out to the Whispers of Hope horse farm. And I kind of told them, like, I was, we were volunteering and I'm like, oh, what do you need me to do? And they have all the kids out there. They muck the stalls and do all that stuff. And they're like, I found out what I really knew. I ended up cleaning 18 horses feet in one day. <laughs> It's like, I can't ever do this again. That's uh, my, on my back, my hips are so sore after that. It was oh, yeah. fun. I mean, I enjoyed it. I really would go do it again, but I just haven't had the time because it was right after that that I started working here full-time, seven days a week. Yeah, okay. Uh, no, I was, I was, uh, I did a, uh, a Bronco uh, riding once. Never do that again. I, I think I broke like three ribs. I was just, it was just, 
I can understand the thrill of it, but I can't see myself doing it type deal. Yeah. I've, uh, I mean, I dated a farrier for a while, and he was, I mean, they're not, not very many of them are really nice anyway, but he was the one that got all the horses nobody else wanted to do. So every weekend, like, I was nearly murdered by 1,200-pound animals, like, <laughs> all day long. Um, I haven't really done a lot of rodeo or anything since then. Kind of known back home for my, my, uh, what would we say it? My liquid courage decision to ride a mare that I actually broke that day into the grand entry. It would have been fine. I still swear to this day it would have been fine, but somebody jumped. They want you at a dead run. And I had her at a, at a lope. We were about to go into canter as soon as I let her acclimate. And then she would have been fine, but somebody jumped off the fence and hit her in the rear end with the hat. Man, we went like 75 yards. I thought she was going to come over the fence, and there's a bunch of kids standing there, so I jumped off. I still, to this day, have a bone bruise in my leg. Jesus. I jumped off. I landed on my feet, but it knocked the wind out of me, so I let her go. And then my mom brought her back, and I got on her again, and we did the whole little thing you're supposed to do with all the flags, all the horses going a little line. And then back home, we have this horse. Isn't it? He, we call him Happy Birthday, but anytime you say Happy Birthday, he rares. So somebody said happy birthday. The horse comes up. Neon green lariat goes that way. And I didn't know, but we was going back the other direction again already. <laughs> and I'm, I'm keeping on rhythm. And then all of a sudden, somebody hollers my name in the freaking stands. And my idiot self turns. I'm like, who's, who's recognizing me? I lost my rhythm. Got launched. And then the next time she came down, she landed on my same foot I landed on when I jumped off. So I had a... I mean, there's still a little bit of an indentation from a horseshoe, and I just, that was one of those days that it's like, you're at rodeo, like, ro nothing stops rodeo, it's just like, pull out the moonshine, because we ain't fixing this until Monday. <laughs> Come Monday, I had to go get my boot sawed off, and then I was supposed to be on crutches, and yeah, a little bit hard-headed, didn't listen to that, my foot ended up like the size of a 400-pound man's foot. I was bruised from above my knee all the way down to my sole. My soles were white, and the rest of my leg was black, literally black. And uh, I ended up on crutches for, like, a good 12 weeks after that. I know a couple of people that do the same thing. Me, I, I'm, I'm – if I get hurt, it, it, it's the – it's not a man thing because I know lots of women that do it too, and I'm just like – Objects in motion stay in motion. motion exactly. Like. <laughs> and, and it's to the point to where, you know, I, I was like – Oh, someone needs to be cared for. Okay, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, aren't you missing a finger? Yeah, 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 I'm all right. <laughs> right. I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. You got to get your, you uh, taken care of. Isn't that the uh, stab wound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just hold on. But we're, we're, we're going to get this stuff. It, <laughs> but it, it's, just, it's just for some reason, uh, us as a human beings and everything, we'll get that point where, like, yeah, I'm not feeling it bad. I and mean, everybody else is like, oh, my God, what do you think you're doing? <laughs> right? It takes someone else. And then once they say something like that, you're like, oh, what am, what, ah, ah. then it starts hurting. Right. I uh, leaned back one time and my finger, like, landed on the table like this, like, and it twisted. Oh. And my tendon, mm -hmm. my tendon, you can see I can bend this finger, but not this one. It just kind of, it 
don't. It felt don't, like a worm. I was completely sober. Don't do that again to me. It felt like a worm in my finger, and I was like, whoa. That's, that's, that's the second time. That's probably going to hurt. That's literally <laughs> the second time on this show someone did that to me. I'm like, what are you? Oh, no. Oh, dude. No. Pain. Oh. I wouldn't go to the doctor. I was like, yeah, whatever. I can still work. And then my friend went to the doctor, and I was with them. They had to go get cortisone in their elbow, and they're like, will you look at her? She's stubborn. And the guy didn't even... The doctor is like five feet away from me. He goes, yeah, looks like she ripped the tendon off her finger. And I was like, oh, you can tell that from all the way over there, huh? He was like, yeah. I was like, well, what's that mean? He goes, honey, it means surgery. I was like, well, what's not surgery mean? I'm like, is it going to, like, retract all the way up my elbow and screw up my whole arm? And he's like, no. And I said, well, then we're good. It doesn't mean surgery. It just means we're good. (laughs) So there's that. I was like, surgery means I'm out of work for two weeks at least. Like, I can work now. Like, you got me messed up. I'm not. Yeah, not sitting around for a finger. Yeah. Like. I don't really use it that much. <laughs> I mean, I do, but I don't bend it. Like, I don't need it bent. <laughs> <laughs> Back to that favorite word. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what, what other, what was the uh, situation when you are actually, you came here to basically bar rescue this place? Um, just unreliable bartenders. So every day somebody was calling into work. I don't know what it, what it, what that is because I, I was working at this one job. Uh, basically, all I was doing was uh, looking up data for uh, internet services for UVerse. Basically, checking the line, blah blah blah. That's it. I was getting paid twenty dollars an hour for it. So I was just looking at this data, and someone was like, "I think I'm going to go home." Why? You. You're not exuberating any kind of effort. I mean, I gained a couple of pounds that I just lost a couple of uh, a couple of years ago. But I was like, "Why are you not showing up to work? This is literally an easy job." I'm just so frustrated. I want my life. That I was like, "Okay, whatever." <laughs> yeah, when I first started, there really wasn't any entertainment up here. There was karaoke, but uh, that was that was pretty much it. Like I. Um, was up here on a Friday and Saturday night by myself as a bartender, like trying not to fall asleep, making twenty dollars in tips, and I'm like, this is not gonna work. This is not how bars are supposed to function. Like Friday and Saturday, Monday nights are, are you know, like Monday, su- Sunday, Sunday and Tuesday are our best nights up here. Like now, oh, Fridays wow. and Saturdays are starting to Get, take over. But yeah, yeah, it was so weird to me. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm working the good shift, <laughs> right? So yeah, I was like, no, I know what I can do and. Um, I've known the owner for, I've been working with him professionally for like five or six years and like whole family has kind of like been family to me. Um, every time I come down here, I come down like twice a year for like a month. Anyway, so when I got stuck down here, I was like, I'll just stay. And then he, he segued me. He asked me to, to bartend for a private party that had four people that was literally 20 feet away from a bar that had a bartender. And I knew something was. Oh, up. I don't. I don't know what that is. Uh, my friend Kurt, he does that at his house. Uh, whenever he has like friends over, I, was, I think I could go to his uh, birthday party sometime in March. But uh, he'll have a bartender there. She makes like, probably around about a hundred and seventy to two hundred dollars just off of tips from everybody. Well, this was at an actual bar, but it's not. It's only used for events, and it's not very often. But then um, the bar right next door, which would be uh, Maximus, they were like, oh, you're bartending? Can you work on Sundays? And I was like, okay. And then two days later, hey, can you bartend at O'Brien's? And I was like, 
I knew it was a setup when I walked in, and then there was like four people. I was like, this is not a private party. This is you and your buddies. Why do you need to me to go get you beer? But, um, yeah. Hey, as and long then, as they tip good, who cares? Then it ended up being like several days a week over here, and then it got to the point where like I had taken over the management position, and I was like, I'm not giving up my Sundays. I make money over here. Well, then it ended up like I was – coming over here like five times a night anyway because they ran out of pickles like they ran out of something that was locked in the office and I can't give out the code and I finally was like this is more headache than it is worth making the money I'm just gonna stick to one thing <laughs> like I already have too many other things going on so I don't bartend over there anymore I miss it because it was fun to not have to be the boss just be the bartender yes <laughs> like, I mean I uh running running this show uh I'm always, I mean, I have a, I have another host that uh, uh, helps out and everything like that, but it's usually just me. Uh, I do the editing, I do all kinds of stuff, and I've, I had a conversation with another friend of mine that does uh, stuff like this as a hobby, but not like this, this particularly, but he has a hobby that he makes money off of, and he's like, people don't understand that you want to do other things, but you already set yourself up. It becomes like uh, uh, a job. <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to say a job. Maybe a hobby job. But yeah, just and, call and it a jobby. Jobby, yeah, jobby. Uh, but it gets to the point where you know I end up. Uh, I was like, hey, can you be at this time? No, I got it this time. And it's nothing that you know. We're doing it as, like, a friend-type deal and everything, so try not to be, like, a super bossy and everything, but you're working everything uh, in the background, and they don't notice it and everything, so it's like looking up data half the time. I don't even want to look at it. Yeah, just editing, I mean, just editing alone. I mean, just uploading the dang thing after you've got it edited takes hours of your damn life, like. Oh, I fixed that problem. I've, I've fixed that problem. I, uh, no, now, the editing's the problem, it, but uh, compressing all the data and everything, that takes a, uh, the most of the time. Because what, once we're through with this, I'll put it up, edit the, uh, the front and the back, uh, smack it onto uh, my program. Program works this out, finish it up, and then it compresses it so it goes on YouTube and everything, and I got it down to where it's probably about 10 minutes to upload but i have also i also set it up to where i just have to because i was using like uh three sites and one of the sites added in to where you can post it on youtube facebook this this site all with a couple of clicks i was like oh this is so much easier oh um speaking of, we were talking about fundraisers and like helping people oh yeah yeah, yeah. earlier um the bar is actually uh, donating 20% of bar sales to help people in the Ukraine that are trying to flee or need assistance. And we're also, one of the many things that I was supposed to do today that I haven't got done yet, we have tip jars up here that are specifically for that, and we'll be sharing the website where you can go directly to donate. Are you also doing it? Because there's a lot of bars in Texas that are uh, uh, not serving any kind of uh, Russian vodka. Well, you know... I looked at every single bottle in this bar, and I couldn't find one to take off the shelf. Well, that's that's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of them, uh, a lot of them are uh, shouting out to Tito's uh, vodka because it's made in Texas. And, uh, it's 
I, I, I'm not that much of well, an alcohol drinker anymore. We have a lot anymore. of people that drink. Um, I don't know. I say they drink McCormick's probably versus most. I found out most of the stuff that we carry is from Kentucky. Yeah. There are a lot of, I mean, all of our like schnapps pretty much are all from Kentucky. Kentucky and Missouri and Florida and Texas are most of our alcohols. I mean, and then you have the whole wall of Irish whiskey up there, obviously, because it's O'Brien's. But Yeah. Uh, we have some really awesome drinks that we've concocted ourselves. We have an O Reese's, which tastes almost exactly like a Reese's peanut butter cup, but with Irish whiskey. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, it's good. And um, we have a few signature drinks that, I mean, you really can't get anywhere else because we just kind of made them up. I'm trying to think of some more of them off the top of my head. Um, Doing a full chemistry uh, type deal. Yeah, well, I've been a professional consort for 21 years, so. I've been I've been looking at a lot of stuff that's on uh, TikTok, and they they just uh, there's this one guy who's like, hey, you gotta try this, and he's like, uh, I think one was a uh, uh, Corona and uh, like a peach schnapps. I bet that tastes good. Corona actually tastes better with lemon than it does with lime. Yeah. I found that out because somebody was being rude to me, and I was like, my beer tastes better than yours anyway. No, I I freaked somebody (laughs) out one day is, uh, they were like, hey, give me a Jack and Coke. I don't have Jack. I don't have Coke because I only drink sweet tea because, you know, I'm from the South. We only drink sweet tea. Uh, So I I grabbed some uh, uh, Jack and sweet tea, put mix it up together, and he's like, I was like, here you go. He's like, dude, this is going to taste like, I'm going to finish this up and give me another one. (laughs) Right. Yeah, um, I actually have my own signature drink. What would you name it? A Taser Bomb. Taser Bomb? Okay. I want to hear that. Um, It's sold throughout the country at many clubs now, but it's basically like a redheaded slut, so it has the Jaeger, peach, schnapps, and cranberry juice, and then you add rumple mints and Red Bull. Yeah, you dropped me off uh, schnapps. I hate licorice. So, have you ever had... Well, not snops, the peach snops, but Jaeger is licorice But, okay, so a lot of people don't like Jaeger, and a lot of people don't like rumble mints. Jaeger is too thick. The rumble mints is too minty. It's overpowering. But when you put all of that stuff together, have you ever had those duo mints where it's like strawberry on one side and minty on the other? Yeah. That's what it tastes like. Oh, okay. I mean, at first it tastes like your doctor, and then it feels like your nurse. Obviously, Jaeger and Rumblemints in there. Okay. But it, it, it leaves people, like, literally, I can watch them going like this. Afterwards, I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, I, I stopped drinking heavily uh, it's like from, like, uh, probably about six, seven years ago. I, I, it just, it, was, uh, it wasn't a problem, and it wasn't going to be a problem. It was just, I was just like, man, I hate waking up with a hangover. And it, beer was giving me a hangover. Whiskey doesn't give me a hangover, but beer does, and that's what I was mostly drinking. I'll, I'll occasionally, every, it's like when I go to a party and everything, I'd, I'd tell them, it's like, oh, I'm not that much a drinker, but try this whiskey. And I was like, all right. It's like uh, TX whiskey. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, I fell in love with that. We carry that here. We have, I, I've had nights where I, like, I mean, not anymore because I have to be responsible and run the ship, but. Adult. It's called <laughs> adulting. Yeah, I'm not good at, I'm not good at adulting. I mean, I'm good at business, but adulting sucks. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, absolutely. Like this morning, I was like, 
everybody else can just call in. Why can't I? Oh, yeah, because you're the boss. Go to work. <laughs> Happy Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't sleep very well because our bartender last night um, had his coat on the coat rack, and somebody must have grabbed the wrong coat, and his car keys were in his coat. So we had a whole meltdown of, oh, they got the coat and the car keys, so now the only car that's here is free game because they got the keys to it. Thankfully, it was still here when we got here this morning, so I think it was just totally a mix-up. But that's actually him right there coming to pick up his car. <laughs> Spider-Man outfit. Yeah, I was looking like Karate Kid was up at the bar. Oh. Uh, okay, I could see it. Let me see your let me see your moves. We're saying that you look like Karate Kid. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm a Scandinavian Spider-Man. Scandinavian Spider-Man. Scan- I mean, it, it, you look at the multiverse and everything. You're, it's bound to happen. Thor and Spider-Man mashup. Yeah. I'd like to be seen. I'm an Aries. I never got the the whole sign thing. I am not big into it, but when I read it, I'm an Aries too, and that's why probably why him and I get along. Um, that's going to he's in training to be the assistant manager so when i open the new bar he's going to take this one over um but i like that we're the same because we're driven forward bulldozing type individuals and when you read into that it, it really does seem to relate like i don't believe in a bunch of stuff like that but it really well it's it's to the notion that of uh, how you're raised? Because me, I was I was raised uh, to just help out people and everything like that. And people are amazed. It's like, oh, you just helped that person out for. I was like, I don't. I was almost late for here, doing that because uh, one of the people in my apartment complex is his car kept on dying on him because of the battery. So I had to take that out, take it to the O'Reilly's, get it checked. Finally got it charged. I'm gonna Go do back. a funny Snapchat filter. Let's see how ridiculous I can make it. Look. Okay. Okay. This one works. What's up? Hey, we're on camera. On camera. Hello, peoples. <laughs> What's up? That was loud. Yeah. Let me turn my volume down. <laughs> but uh, sorry, I'm multitasking. But for a while there, people were at the point to where they were like. Why'd you do that? I'm like, because it's the right thing to do. I mean, they're people, and he. We ended up having a good conversation. What? Uh, floaty. Oh, dust. I've washed these jeans like six to seven times, but because I work uh, worked in uh, construction and everything, you never get them clean. I have a different set of uh, pants, and I was like, ah, let's just grab these. <laughs> Yeah, I am actually allergic to the state, I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, no, no. You're not the only one. Everybody that's from the state is actually allergic from the state, too. Because I have major allergy. If I go down more south with more of the uh, pine trees and everything, Mm -hmm. I have to take, like, almost three to four uh, uh, antihistamines just to survive, uh, like, an hour. Well, when I first started bartending here, like, I was, okay, so I had COVID back in April, and I've had a cough since then, like, in my chest, like, yeah, but I also got stuck down here in March, so I'm, like, 
think it's just that I'm allergic to this place. Like, literally, I took well, Sudafed, like, uh, Allegra, Zyrtec, nothing helped. And then one of the customers was like, you know, you're really cute until you start coughing. And I was like, well, thanks, man. I'd really appreciate being able to breathe my damn self. And uh, he was like, well, I, I started taking Flonase. I used to be just like that. And oh, yeah. I, I, sure I enough. I'm like, I mean, I never figured this, it. This saved my life. I don't do the Flonase. That one burns to... my fucking brain. Yeah, but it works. Oh, no, no, no. That only you lasted get, for two get... hours, and I was stepped up again, and it was not worth it. I was like, ugh. No, I, I, had, a, I had a conversation with uh, uh, I never with... figured I'd still be stuffing shit up my nose as, as a 40-year-old individual. I mean, like, that was, like, early 20s. It was, like, every time I do it, I'm, like, PTSD. I was, like, we did it. We said we'd never do this again. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it's not out of somebody's butt. Oh, man, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I have, I, I've, anytime I go uh, down south to go uh, visit with friends down there, it, it's always the same thing. I'm, like, okay, two sets of nasal sprays. Hope, I mean, you're, like, I'm never going to do drugs until you get to a certain age. You know, it's like, oh, I got several drugs. And it's not the drugs, you know, the bad drugs. You're just like, what are we taking today? Oh, we're taking some antihistamines. Uh, my shoulder's kind of messed up, so I'm going to take some BC powder. I'm going to take some caffeine so I can get through the day. And then I'm going to take some uh, nasal spray and just stuff that stuff up my nose. Dude, how much stuff are you on that? I was like, I'm, I'm not on any kind of technically bad drugs. So. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness! You're gonna start singing, <laughs> boy howdy! <laughs> I swear I'd never say that again. Uh huh. Yeah, that's not where it originated from, though. <laughs> so he's a paid comedian, right? That guy? Yeah. Oh man, you should have seen him yesterday. <laughs> Uh, I was like, uh, don't make me be the bouncer. <laughs> he's he's harmless, but he has been riled up the last couple of days. <laughs> and it doesn't help when, he, when, it, when I'm around. I think it uh, gets projected even further than it would normally be. Um, so we have a lot of really awesome stuff going on up here. I know you, that you interviewed Cody because I was running like... Yeah, you're... You're running like a chicken with his head cut off. Like five different directions, yeah. for sure. And I look like it because I had not put any makeup on. I was so tired. I was, I was, I was, I was actually thinking about tranking you and just going. Oh, oh probably I need think some that's when I was in pain when I had yes. to rip that. Yes, rip I was that like tendon in my back. Because I was looking, I was like, oh, she's. In a, I'm. I'm not. I'm just gonna. Yeah, turn the other way. Like, she, I don't want it. I don't want to die a horrible fire. <laughs> what happened to you yesterday? Why are you missing your arm? I, I was talking to a lady. Oh, Dave, <laughs> we talked about this. You're not supposed to talk to women. I know, but she ripped my arm off. Yeah, so we have uh, Cody Yarbrough actually is about to be here any minute for our Monday night trivia. Um, this Friday, uh, this this coming up month, March, is my birthday month. So my birthday's on March 26th, turning 40. Yes, that is horrible. Add three years, and then I'll feel horrible for you. So, uh, I really don't feel that bad. I actually feel like I'm in my prime, just, but I'm ready for things to be downhill, because, man, that uphill battle has been, yeah. been one. 
I, I was I was lucky because I was like a lot of my friends now. There's like, man, we're gonna go travel. It's like I've already done that. He's like, you already did that. Uh, last year I was working. They were like, what do you what do you mean you traveled? I, you went. I was like, dude, I've been to Portugal. I've been to Egypt. I've been to uh, Kuwait, Bahrain, Germany, England, uh, uh, Egypt, and a span of four years because of my job when I was working in the military. And I was like, I'm spent. I'm good staying in the United States now. Really? Out of all places you want to stay, that would... It no, it would be Portugal. I've already had that conversation with somebody. <laughs> he was like, uh, I think... It, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was uh, uh, the singer he, uh, from uh, Spinning Chains. He was like, "What? where would you... Uh, Portugal. They have good chocolate there. Portugal? Oh, dude. The, the landscape's gorgeous. The food's great. I mean, it was... Oh, man, I wish I could stay there. I need... Uh, American dollar can go a long way. I was thinking about re when I retire and everything. It was like, I could live in Portugal, no problem. They don't have anything bad. They don't hate us, so I just have to learn Portuguese or very good sign language. <laughs> uh, so, coming up to my birthday, we have Friday nights are going to be crazy here. I have opening acts from 6 to 7, and then D'Artagnan Kane is going to be uh, doing a build-up to his event. I'm, I haven't really caught what the actual main event is, but um, he's going to do four weeks here every Friday in March from 6 to 9, but he does have somebody, a special guest, for that first hour. <coughs> and then they're going to be doing a, t a ticket release drop um, for their event. But this Friday we have Anthony Castillo is going to be playing from 6 to 7, and then D'Artagnan from 7 to 9. Um, and then, of course, Blue Rock every Friday from 9 to 1. Um, Saturday, we have Tyler Daniel. Next Saturday, we have, which would be March 12th, we have Bryce and Lawrence. March 19th, Love Ship Will. March 26th, Anthony Castillo is doing an Edge of the Bed show. That's my birthday. So it's going to be like couples night, date night up here type mood. Okay. Okay. Um, and then, uh, and, and there will be several other performers up here just jamming with him. It's gonna be, it's gonna be not a good time. Not gonna lie, I almost said something. I was like, oh wait a minute, she told me to turn it down a little bit. I gotta. Okay, let's hear it. What do you gotta say? No, no, the, uh, the, uh, there's a episode of uh, Dragon Bros podcast that I listened to, episode 100. Basically, you're judging two people having sex right in front of them. That's where my mind went. I was like, she's doing what now? Oh, I'm definitely... Oh, wait, 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 wait until she finishes. I'm actually... I tried calling, um, but everybody was busy today. Of course, it's Monday, so I'm going to get on it again tomorrow when I'm not bartending and doing 20 things at the same time. But um, we're going to have an actual bedroom set up up here, so I'm trying to get a sponsor to just sponsor it for advertising. So that way I don't have to, like, haul my bedroom set up here, but... It's going to be like he's just playing from his room, and it's it's going to be something that isn't happening here in Wichita Falls, Texas. Um, just trying to bring some different elements to the scene. Uh, we have Brandon Oliver, uh, April 2nd. Brent James, April 16th. Casino Ice, April 30th. Stephen Welch, May 7th. Zach Crow, May 21st. On Holiday, June 4th. And the Kintners CD release party June 18th. 
Um, like I said, we have that big event June 11th that I cannot release details until tomorrow about because <laughs> we agreed on March 1st. But um, we'll have like a bunch of vendors and the whole. It's it's gonna it be. It is insane. March 1st tomorrow, isn't it? Oh. It is. Two more days. It's two more days. It's a special day because one, it's Texas Independence Day, and two, it's my dad's birthday. Oh well, happy birthday, Dad. For sure. Um, and we have, I mean, those are lots of different genres, anything from acoustic to bands. I'm still booking, um, but like I said, I'm trying to double up some because some of the solo performers, you know, they just don't have a four-hour window. So trying to alter that to where maybe I have two performances on Saturdays, but just getting them all full and then... We'll come back to that, but I'm pretty much booked until July. But if anybody is wanting to book here, um, we are we are booking. Just try comedians. I need to, yeah. So I'm thinking <laughs> instead of double booking like musicians, I'm gonna do like the musician and then throw in a DJ and have like a mixer after the musician. Yeah. And then i can we we've we've tossed around the comedy a little bit. It was on a Monday, so it didn't really hit hit off. I mean, Mondays are hit or miss. They've been one of the more uh, harder days, which is weird because we have free pool. Um, oh yeah, you do. Happy hour until eight. Beers two twenty five and free pool. Four twenty five. Jaeger bombs, Vegas bombs, and Fireball. Like there's. I think people are scared. I think I think it's it's. If it's, I can be the bouncer, y'all can come to O'Brien's. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'd still want to see bounce actual bounce bounce somebody. I'd 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 pay to see that. I have not had to do that, and the only thing that's ever really um. That's one of the reasons I'm a male bartender, because like no matter what I say to try to calm another woman down, it's gonna be fighting words. You know what I mean? Like a woman gets in her vibe, like another woman telling her what to do regardless is just kind of no, elevate no. it. That, that, that's the reason why I'm probably the best knife favor in the world. <laughs> and I have an ex-wife. Does go to in hand in hand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Um, trying to think of what else we have. Oh, we have karaoke Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We do $3, you call it Wells, $2 Jello shots and $1 pickle shots during our karaoke from 9, 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. So Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, our happy hour ends at 8, and then we have a whole nother list of specials for the rest of the night. So those nights oh, Okay, are, so you're not, like, uh, dipping in too much into your pocket to get a couple of drinks every right, morning. Right, right, yeah. Because um, that's another thing where, uh, I hate to put this out on this, is I've always... You know, just get a get a, a bottle of whiskey, hang at home, and just drink. But sometimes, sometimes you gotta get out there and visit with newer people and get you know just. It's more or less you don't want to be stuck in a cave and just hide out. But meeting new people and getting uh, that's one thing I love is like the newer stories of other people. Right, and I think that's part of like what's changed with the atmosphere up here is people used to come up here and get drink drink drunk <laughs> like now they just kind of come up here to hang out because the vibe's different and yeah. chill they drink obviously i mean they're in a bar but um you don't have to drink to come up here and have fun 
Hey, I said, you know, we have free pool. We have that game asshole out on the patio. We have darts. Um, we have food until 2 a.m. That doesn't consist of having to sit in the line at Whataburger for 40 minutes and hope nobody fights or does whatever over there. No, I went to Carl's Jr. like uh, two weeks. Yeah, two weekends ago. It was just early morning and everything to get breakfast. And I had to stop a, uh, a fight between uh, a young lady and a young man. And it just ended up the whole thing. I eventually, I called the cops. Said I was going to call the cops. He boats and runs. I was like, well, he's got probably warrants. So, And she was like, thank you. I'm breaking up with him. I was like, yeah, whatever. I, I totally believe you. I watched you. like a 50-year-old lady get knocked out cold in the water. It was on the. It was a viral video. Speaking of famous, so dude, I want to. You need to send the that water to me. burger knockout. You need to send that to me. I want to see that. She's a big that girl shit. too. She just said. I, I really, I really want to. I really want to see that. I just, I'm I just find, find that. Fun, I just find that. It's fun. probably very searchable. That and uh, what uh, military fails. I just laugh. That's when I ran the club back home. We had fail army on the TV because I mean, if you even if you if we if there wasn't any entertainment, you just sit and watch the train wrecks all day. It's it, I love that show. I just, I just I just love the whole fact that it, it, we might be we might, it's like oh your status is up here, but we love seeing train wrecks. <laughs> right. We it don't wants like that being wow factor. Everybody yeah. wants that wow factor, and um, I was like the uh, was it Conor McGregor fight that. Uh, the dude like kicked him in the shins and it broke his freaking leg and you just you just see it just snap and I'm like oh dear god oh oh I'm not I don't watch I don't that yeah no I don't I don't really watch I don't watch TV so but when I do it's like comedy or action or like fantasy type stuff time travel and magic and not harry potter <laughs> i don't know what it is about that now movie. the the what's the show that was oh uh it's on uh amazon it's a cartoon it's from a crit roll uh they have a youtube channel they just do D D games on air and they made their own uh a lot of them were voice actors and they made their own uh cartoon series it's called uh legend of vats machina dude it's hilarious it is so awesome because they had they it because whenever you uh, do a bar scene in D and D, it's always getting to a uh, the first thing is like, all right, we're gonna have a fight here. No, 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 we we need to have we can just you know conversate, get the party together, and then we'll jet. It's like, and someone just goes, nope, bar fight, tosses the table. <laughs> Basically, one of those situations like five seconds in the show. Like back in middle school when we were all bored and just like flinging the food on the spoon in the cafeteria oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah boredom in, ends up to violence <laughs> right they're like who's cleaning this up well but yeah I, i'm 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 totally into the 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 uh, man they had a couple of new shows come out like during christmas time it's like will of time came out uh the witcher uh, what else? Uh, Peacemaker, then the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, what else came out? That was that, that was probably oh, and <coughs> Legend of Vox Machina. Then <coughs> sorry, but yeah, I, I understand that. Most of the stuff that I've watched constantly is 
just YouTube videos on tutorials because I just get bored. I actually watch, I've been watching like uh, uh, them clean horse hooves. Funny you mentioned the horse. I was just like, oh my god, why is this so entertaining? Let me tell you that if you get a horse that's feet are not right, oh my life. <sighs> that smell is not something you want to be around. Oh, yeah. I was looking at this stuff. I was like, thank God I'm just watching this. If I was smelling it, because I, I had it dealt with, like, uh, abscess yeah, stuff. It is not a good smell. <clears throat> and then mix feet, manure, and abscess together and that's what you get when you're fucking around with the horse feet it's one of those situations it's like oh it died <laughs> it's dead yeah so we are actually um when i first started doing the entertainment and stuff i was really big on reaching out and getting sponsors to sponsor the nights like doing free giveaways i'm still doing free giveaways but it's been out of my pocket so and return for giveaways? advertising um well i know that we had some jars of jam from archer city jam company we had tickets from Tags Maniac Match and Arcade. We've had Stacked from Scratch um, give us give certificates for discounts on her cakes. Um, Ink in the Flesh gave us a $200 tattoo voucher. Oh, cool. Um, the Art Factories donated some stuff for our giveaways. I'm trying to think of who else, and I do have a little bit of a, a little bit of a list, if I can find it, Let's see if I forgot, who I forgot, oh, the Bearded Banshee, I love the Bearded Banshee, we have Mary Kay has given um, some stuff, I still have some uh, half-off passes for Trinity Nutrition from a different event that I uh, ran, that will be given away. I have some Bath and Body Works stuff, actually. Just whoever, whatever. If, if they want uh, free advertising, basically, we promote it up here at the bar. We post it on all of our social medias. And then I also, um, if they want to take that a step further and then donate two items instead of one, I can get them a little shout-out on the Go To Girls page, and then she'll do a giveaway on her page as well. And she's... She, promotes local um, local businesses, artists, and basically what's going on around town. So it's a, a really good page to be on. Oh, yeah, I, I, I saw that uh, one. I was like, because your, your, your thing, the whole reason why I want you to know the show is because it shows that you're doing podcasts. And it was like, go to, girl. Okay, I'll check that out. And it's non-existing. I was so upset. I went to, oh, the yeah. The go-to girl is existing. I went to... Uh, well, this is Apple Podcast, but I went to uh, Spotify. Uh, go to girl. It's the G O two G I R O. It was the number two between. Oh, the it's number go, two. The number two girl. Yeah, she might have just not started that. I don't know. I was. That's not her. Yeah. No. No, she has um, Instagram. Facebook is really where she does most of her stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, Facebook. The go-to girl. Um, she's really awesome. She's 
supported me from day one. I've interviewed with her several times for several different things. I was doing a movie, but I canned that producer. I was the co-producer and lead actress, and I told him to take his bags and get the heck out of Texas. I wasn't going to work with him anymore. Um, and then I had started a nonprofit kids community outreach program, and then the weather kind of got crazy, and I got sick, and then ended up here right after I got better. So I haven't, uh, haven't done a lot with that yet either. I'm trying to wait for this whole thing, this whole balance thing to find its way, and then I'll probably dive back into that because... I just I don't like downtime. If I'm not doing something, I'm sleeping. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, it, the the phrase is if I'm not doing anything, I'm dead. That's right. like the same thing I use for learning and everything. It's like if I'm not learning something new, I'm dead. And uh, now I, I have to. I, I keeps on reminding me. I gotta freaking make a script. I had uh, I had uh, Patrick Kilpatrick on. And he, he was like, dude, if you ever finish that script and everything, just give it to me and I'll see what I can do with it. And I was like, I don't, I don't I got so much on my plate right now. I can't do this script. Because uh, the dyslexia and doing a script, if you actually see me writing uh, a script, you'll just see me like bounce back and forth and everywhere. Because I was like, oh, okay. And then and I'm like going around. It's like, it's, it's like that little squirrel off of... Uh, uh, ever after, well, after they gave him like coffee, it's like. Right. So. Yeah, I'm good for about three hours of writing, and then I put it down because my hand is cramping, and typically don't ever pick it back up. Kind of sucks. Yeah, I. I I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna have to read that whole thing to figure out where I left off. <laughs> well, they uh, try to remember where the hell I was going with it. Uh, Jack Carr. Uh, he's uh. Well, he just got his stuff produced. It's going to be on, on Amazon. Uh, uh, the Terminal List. Uh, he, uh, I think uh, Chris Pratt's playing the lead role. And uh, he, he was, ta- I was talking to him because he was at a uh, Tory Archery Challenge uh, down in San Antonio. And we were talking, I was like, yeah, dude. Uh, how do you do your writing and everything? And he he was like, dude, the the script writing thing, because the 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 program that he uses is it's like on the side. It keeps uh, updates of all the all the characters and uh, their background and everything like that. And then he starts writing. Then he he was like, oh wait a minute, what's this guy's shirt? It uh, why is this guy always wearing the shirt? I got oh okay, it's because of this this this. Or why is this guy using this weapon all the time? When you can change it up, right? And I was like, oh, okay, he he trained with this. Okay, that makes sense. And he'll go back. It's writing if you get the right programs nowadays, and it's not like bounce off the wall like it usually was. Because uh, Patrick Kilpatrick was telling me, it's like, man, uh, I brought so many books and everything, but I. I've been using this uh, script because you can use it for book writing, you can use it for uh, TV scripts or movie scripts. And he's like, man, it just makes it so much easier. Usually they have like, he was telling me, he's like, man, I had a, like a notebook and the script right in front of me. I was doing the, the script and everything and I had to write in the notebook. and It just got so bouncy uh, back and forth. Yeah, well, um, I actually have uh, been drinking a lot of cranberry juice. <laughs> the nail salon closes in 15 minutes, five minutes, so that's out. 
But I do need to get home and feed these kids and make sure they did their homework. So no, that you just just put a put it like a food in a trough. It well, and then I have to come back here too. Well, they're old enough. I mean, they're eighteen and thirteen, so they're pretty self sufficient. But feed bags, feed bags. Yeah, just putting it out there. there it, it's a lot easier. Just we have an instant pot, so they just got to get the little directions and pop it in for five <laughs> or ten minutes. I think it's a lifesaver. It's a it really saver. is. There's, there's, a, and I don't know. We're cutting this short, but those, those things are just. You can mix up anything in it, and it turned. I was like, uh, having like ribs and stuff like that. But since you have to go, and I gotta get this stuff edited. Yeah, uh, been on here for about an hour. Yeah. Right. Have we? Yeah. Been about an hour. But anyways, uh, I'm David Dickerman, and this is What the Hell. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, now Rumble. I uh, forgot to mention that yesterday. Uh, YouTube's, uh, uh, Spotify. I have to get that laundry list so I can just <laughs> pin it in. Hey, but, when you feel like you're all alone in life, just remember laundry is at home waiting for you. You have somebody waiting for you at home. <laughs> Well, I have my other personalities, too. So right. The, oh, I never get bored. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you for watching, everybody. Oh, Brian's.